Screenless. The TV drama is imagined. The work and the guests are real. Making a soundtrack. Welcome to Making a Soundtrack. I am Gareth Davis. And I'm Dan Watts. Opening scene and action. Dan Watts, who are you? I am Dan Watts. That's who I am. I'm a composer. I have a background in bands, but moved into media composition. I have done documentaries, dramas, kids TV, uh, cooking shows. Um, I even did something on Emmerdale once for a character that was a throw-off thing for Christmas yeah. that was bizarre. Hey, um, hey, up my dog. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I've done lots of things, um, probably best known for my work uh, with my brother, Sam, who's also a composer, on The Sarah Jane Adventures, which was a Doctor Who spin-off. Wizards vs. Aliens, which uh, ran for three series after Sarah Jane ended. Fantastic. Those kinds of programs, while they actually inhabit the, the TV drama space, they're quite cinematic, aren't they? In their, yeah, very. In, um, their, in their soundtrack approach. Yes, they are. And Russell, who is behind both of them, Russell T. Davies, um, he really likes his music. I mean, really likes his music. So there, were, there mm. was lots and lots of music, quite a lot of, can we just have a little bit of something here, please? And other such things, which we would fight on occasion and say, actually, I think there's enough music. But, um, mm. you know, he was paying the bills. <laughs> and ultimately, I, I try to think of, you know, if you're writing music for someone else, then you're, you're telling someone else's story, aren't you? Absolutely. So, You've got to be, I mean, it, you, you really do have to be a team player. There will be, you, you can obviously have an influence on it. You, can, you mm. can come up with ideas and you can say, actually, I think this style is going to work really well for this. But somebody else has got, an overarching view of what this thing should be, and that includes the music. How about you, Gareth? A little bit like you. I was in bands growing up and went around London quite a lot in my youth. And I was actually a, a primary school teacher before I turned to composing. But I would, I grew up with orchestras and and uh, I did a music degree and things like that. So it was always there. And uh, in 2011, I quit teaching and became a composer not knowing what I was doing at all. <laughs> I didn't know anybody in the industry. I just knew that it was uh, something that I wanted to do. And so it was time to make the leap. So, yeah, after a lot of hard work and, and getting onto some libraries, some production music libraries, yeah. which I still do to this day because it's, uh, it's really good to do, I got onto a series uh, called Everybody Loves a Moose. Here's a bit of the theme tune. Everybody loves a moose. Everybody 
And um, that led to another series called Scream Street, which is uh, now airing on CBBC yep. um, and on iPlayer, if you want to go and have a little look. So I've inhabited the the kids media world way more than the kind of grown up space. On a side note, do you think being a primary school teacher that has helped? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think it helped that I started my career at thirty eight. Yeah, and it also helped that I had that background in kind of connecting with kids uh, and certainly the younger kids. So yes, I definitely had an idea of uh, of what they were into. Uh, what kind of level of music? Because actually, in something like Scream Street, the music isn't really aged as kids. Yeah. It's just music. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a soundtrack. Well, that, that, that was one of Russell's big things, you know, about the Sarah Jane Adventures. He says it, it may be seen as kids' TV, but I don't want it to sound like kids' TV. It should just, it's drama. It should just be like everything mm. else. But it's certainly, yes, the, the teaching background certainly gave me confidence, I suppose, that uh, I was making the right decisions and things. I have lots of library music that has been used in all sorts of programming, not least documentaries, not in TV dramas particularly. Uh, maybe we should just quickly touch on library music and what library music is um, mm. uh, and, and the reason why it's not used in dramas. Dramas tend to be very bespoke, so they will want somebody to create every single piece of music for it unless i mean there are there are obviously exceptions where they mm. do stuff that's sort of a little bit tarantino mm. i'm thinking sort of early peaky blinders where they had all sorts of pop and rock tracks all the way through it more mm. than actual score but library music is music that's created in certain moods certain styles and genres and is then put up so that people can pay money to use it in their productions Absolutely. It's a massive industry. So for me, uh, writing library music, I've never seen it as a kind of, um, I'm not being commissioned, therefore I write library music. I try and keep the tracks going uh, as much as I can because they might sit on a library for a little bit, but then they might get used. And it's it's a numbers game really, isn't it? And it, it builds up. So it is a way, if you're really diligent with your library music, it is a good way of making some cash. Like you say, I mean, I the, there's a way to play it, just writing fantasy stuff and calling it um, silly <laughs> things like, you know, I don't know, Dragon's Tears or whatever. You, un unlikely to get anything yet. If you do something moody and call it low pad, well, then when <laughs> when a, a, an editor is searching mm. for something, they think, oh, I, I really just need a low pad or, you know, dark bed or something other very editor term yes. for music they'll search it and it'll pop up and they'll probably just use that one and if you do similar things in different tempos as well that makes it more discoverable so if an editor or a producer is looking and thinks yes oh i'd like that but i'd, I'd like it a bit quicker then there hopefully there's the option right next to it oh yeah how do we know each other how do we know each other you are one of the first people i started following on twitter when i turned professional what can I say? I'm, I'm such an interesting bloke. You were certainly friendly. When I was uh, pitching for my first TV series, Everybody Loves a Moose, uh, which was aimed at six-year-olds, 
I messaged you yep. and said, what do I do? <laughs> or do you have any advice? And you said, stick to four notes. I remember, you know, yeah. Uh, don't overcomplicate it. So um, yeah, I think I did five notes in the end, but still got it, thankfully. Five notes, that's good enough. We followed each other online on social media for a bit and then finally met at Scorecast. Shout out to Scorecast. It's a, a, a wonderful group. If you're a yes. an up-and-coming composer or you're just starting out, it's a really good Facebook group to join, isn't it? Because you get lots of support. Yeah, yeah. Scorecast London. It's not a promotional tool. You're not allowed to promote your music on there. I hear you cry. Why bother then? <laughs> uh, well, because it's actually an invaluable tool, I think, because you can ask... I mean, you know, if you're going to name drop, the biggest member of Scorecast London is Hans Zimmer. I had no idea he was in the group. Yep. Hans is on there and he is utterly lovely. But um, there are all sorts of people, jobbing composers like you and I, um, there are some really big hitters in some of the documentary stuff, really big hitters on like game shows and other things. And everybody is always happy to help. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of that community. Absolutely. Um, agree. Yeah. It's, um, it's technical support, it's recommendations, it's emotion. It's, it's absolutely support, everything. Quite often, isn't yeah. It? And yeah, yeah, very much so. There'll be, you can have a little rant on there if you want, just, you know, obviously be careful about ranting about specific people <laughs> um uh, uh but uh, you can have a little uh, you can have a little vent if you need to you can also ask you know i've got this computer running this and this and this and i seem to be getting this issue is anyone else having it and nerd, nerd, nerd. you know i i had one with contact once uh which is a contact is a sample library player uh, well, it's a sampler in itself. Uh, yeah, I had this issue where it, it just kept saying it, w- it wouldn't download the latest version and I'd just bought a new library that needed the latest version. And I just mentioned it on Scorecast and I think I had three or four people within minutes say, ah, I had this, it's this. Yeah. And then it was sorted. Yeah. And if you're spending a whole day trying to figure something out, Absolutely. it's really frustrating, yeah. isn't it? It's unbelievably frustrating, yeah. And it meets up a few times a year which is quite nice it in does. London. And that's quite nice to get out and, uh, you know, blinking into the sunlight every so often. Although I have to say, you go to one of those meetups, you'll have a conversation like, uh, so what are you doing? Can't talk about it. Yeah, Can't talk yeah. about it in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of that going on. But it's really nice to be able to meet up and network and um, socialise and uh, see these people that you're conversing with online. Yeah, actually put a face to some of the names. So, I think we're into our next section. Cue the music. Cue the music. Why TV drama? Why are we picking on this area and not something else? It's a difficult one. I think uh, I think sometimes people get a bit too wrapped up in having to be the composer of the 9pm BBC, mm. whatever, when actually there are... I mean, there's a multitude of different jobs that you can do as a composer and earn money. Yeah. Uh, so I think it all boils down, dare I say, to ego. And for some unknown reason, it just seems like the pinnacle of the TV mm. stuff. Because it's 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 like, I think most of us really, when we started out, wanted to be, you know, we wanted to do films 
Although I spent a long time with dyed hair before it all <laughs> fell out and a, gui- and a guitar desperately trying to Dan, be... Dan, um, we have to have a photo of you with your dyed right. hair. Okay. Black. <laughs> I, I'm blonde, naturally, and it, it was it was black. And I, uh, I've got a great photo of me in a pub car park <laughs> um, where I was playing with the band and I have fishnet tights on. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, some... Big boots, uh, some black jeans, a shirt, and a tie. I don't know why the shirt and tie came into it, and I've got black hair. What was the um, style of music that you played? Uh, it, it was all sort of rock, and we I, because I grew up in the nineties, there was a lot of grunge influence. Oh, great! Yeah, I like that grunge, grunge and metal. Yeah. So it was sort of Alice in Chains and Pantera, <laughs> and my still still one of my favorite bands ever, Nine Inch Nails. Fantastic. So, it, yeah, so there was lots lots of that. But uh, although I spent lots of time doing that in my very late teens, I was so massively in love with Star Wars yeah. that I, I recorded the, the entire soundtrack. So I'm talking dialogue, effects, music, and everything from the VHS cassettes that I'd bought onto cassettes so that I could listen to them while I was walking around on my Walkman. Yeah. I was just so, so in love with Star Wars and so in love with the music that John Williams had created for that. I think it was inevitable that I wanted at some point when, when I got to the point when I'd moved past just wanting to be good on one instrument Mm. and actually wanted to look further into composition. I think it was inevitable that I would head towards this Mm. as a, as a job. That's a whole other podcast, isn't it? We could do. It's a Star, oh, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Maybe another time. But <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I was looking on um, IMDb for TV dramas that I will have watched in the last few years. And I tell you what, the, the variety is incredible. It's just yeah. a huge amount of different uh, dramas and different soundtracks, actually. So when we say we, we want to make a TV drama soundtrack, it could be anything, couldn't it? It could, yeah. I mean, because there are, and they do, like you say, it ranges from everything. So you, you can get the, you know, really serious stuff, um, which could be or completely electronic. You could get the throwaway stuff that actually someone could go, do you know what, it's a little bit throwaway, mm. but it's good. Let's do a, let's, let's get a choir and a string quartet in to do this. Yeah. It could be about anything. It could be about something that you would never put a string quartet and a choir with, but actually it just works really mm. well. When you think about drama, people tend to think about just, you know, the big BBC whatever or the Netflix series that's coming out that's got something on it that people are... But actually there's a lot of comedy, deals with a lot of very deep and big issues as well. And some of the some of the people who do like, uh, Peep Show. So Dan Pemberton, who did Peep Show. I mean, that's got to be one of the the most recognisable little stings ever. Boop, boop, boop. You know, and it's <laughs> him clicking down a well somewhere. I think it was in Mallorca, yeah. and he just then obviously put them in a sampler and played them on a keyboard, and that became it. And uh, yeah, it's like yeah. it's audio branding yeah. of a sense. Yeah. What's kind of drawing me certainly to uh, making this about TV drama is because. I haven't really inhabited that world particularly. 
And so that's all new uh, and exciting. And also why I wanted to collaborate doing something like this, because I have much less of an idea of how it'll turn out, um, what it'll sound like. Um, so it's a bit of a voyage into the unknown for me. And that's what's appealing about doing it as a TV drama. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things about this job is the fact that you could be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what one week you're working on a Christmas ad in July, the next week, uh, you know, you're basically scoring a fight scene between two people in a pub or something. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just... <laughs> What was the um what's the most unusual thing that you've been asked to come up with music for? The most unusual uh, it probably has to be the Emmerdale thing, which was a story. I can't even, I don't watch Emmerdale. I'm not a soaps person. And the reason I was asked was because uh, the director of these two episodes that were going out over this Christmas period was, um, I'd worked with before on uh, some factual stuff. And uh, actually how I got into uh, my first proper proper tv gig was through him um i did a short film for him not knowing that he was a director at itv and about two weeks after it was done he just phoned me up and said look i've got this little tv show would you like to do it and so i did that but anyway um the the emmerdale thing was a storyline where one of the characters had bought off at the back of a lorry i believe a load of these bionic bears that were going to be the big hit (laughs) at christmas (laughs) Um, so he was trying to sell them to all of the local residents, but these were all broken and they uh, set fire. <laughs> they set on fire. And so I had to come up with this little theme tune for it and make it sound like it was breaking down and stuff. And it was, I think I got paid 50 quid for it. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was, it was really stupid and really bizarre, but, and it, it took me half an yeah. hour, you know, it was, so it was great fun. And then obviously, you know, I did get, X amount of royalties from it as well. That's fantastic. Okay. Have we talked about this, what we're trying to achieve with this? It's a bit like networking in public, isn't it? Very much so, yeah. And hopefully it'll shine a light on the TV production industry for anyone who's interested, really. Yeah. And whether that's composers or or just fans of TV drama, you might like to see behind the curtain a little bit. There are so many jobs. And, you know, I think think we, we spoke briefly about it earlier, is that you are, you know, a cog in in a machine mm. as a composer. Um, so there are all sorts of other jobs that are just as, if not more important than yeah. yours. So, um, you know, everything, there's obviously directors, producers, uh, script writers, script editors, yeah. um, cameramen and boom operators, you know, the sound guys. All sorts, all sorts. Yeah. And hopefully we will be talking to quite a few of these people. So most of these people will be in post-production, which is the bit that if you are a composer, yeah. these are the people that you will, yes, we will be interacting Yes, we will with. be speaking with uh, somebody in post-production. Uh, we won't name names just yet. We'll uh, increase the anticipation a little bit. <laughs> we'll see. Absolutely. <laughs> what have we done so far? Well. We had lunch. We had lunch so far. We did have. We had a very nice burger, didn't we? Yeah, that was nice. We'll yeah. have to do that again soon. Yes, definitely. We've really just been figuring out what this podcast will be about. We weren't sure if it would be a podcast to begin with. We we just thought we want to make a oh. soundtrack, but in public. So we're using social yes. media. I think 
And I think the original idea was actually YouTube. But then we re- we realised how much work was involved with making videos. Yeah, we realised uh, how good our faces are for radio. And uh... absolutely, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 why we both work behind the camera. Yes, it just seemed like a good idea to kind of anchor it around something um, rather than going, ah, oh, we're doing this or we're doing that, um, and interviewing lots of different people. It does suggest podcasting is a good format for that. Uh, yeah. So that'll be nice. So hopefully we'll have a weekly episode. Um, sometimes it'll be just us and what we're doing and talking about the music and uh, nerdy stuff. Cue the nerd jingle. Nerd, nerd, nerd. So also we, we're going to be talking about how we're going to work because we're actually not in the same room. We're uh, about 100 no. miles away from each other. So that presents its own set of challenges. But we are kind of set up for that now. We've got a... a Google Drive shared folder that we're we're using. We're using Trello as a kind of project planning tool. The rest of it we'll figure out as we go. We're both working in our respective studios. Uh, our studios are very different. We both use different software. Um, yeah. So it'll be an interesting uh, experiment to see how we can uh, both work together, hopefully, hopefully without too many hiccups. Part of the allure of this uh, project for me is that we don't know we it's not like we're just gently revealing things and saying oh this is no. what we did we have no idea at this point do we of how this is going to turn out no it could be it could be a massive disaster <laughs> it but- might be but then i i kind of see it as a, a journey and a learning experience yeah if it turns out really badly at the end then it does you know yeah, as David Barry said, he'd, he'd much prefer to have a sensational disaster than a mediocre success. <laughs> there you go. Brilliant. Um, what about our audience? That would be nice. I'm presuming we'll have more than one listener, hopefully. Um, so what do we want the audience to well, do? I, I, well, we've mentioned that we I've got some guests lined up, but if there was anyone who happened to be in the industry who wanted to be a guest, that would be nice. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? If anybody in the industry is listening to this and thinks, oh, that's quite a nice idea, I'd like to be involved, then do get in touch. Uh, You can contact us via makingasoundtrack.com. Also, any other listeners... It would be fantastic if you engage with us online. We are going to be doing this quite publicly. So on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And all that information, again, is at makingasoundtrack.com. So go and have a look. Uh, It'll give you information about who we are and links to the social media. And if you like the podcast, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It'll take a minute of your time and it'll help the podcast be more discoverable and not hidden in the podcast cave of doom. Indeed. So, yeah, and to share tips and tricks on how we do things along the way. Yes, I think as as we go around creating this thing, I'm hoping it's going to prove useful for anyone who is either just curious about these things or could possibly want to maybe be a composer or something else in the industry as well, you know, as we are going to be yeah. talking to to other creatives. That is a very, very good point. Yeah. Have a listen. Subscribe. That would be great. That's a wrap. 
that's a wrap. That's a wrap. How do you, the audience, find us? Makingasoundtrack.com will tell you all you need to know. Links to the podcast, social media links, our biographies, any supporting materials discussed on the podcast that might help in some way should be there or at least links to there. Um, so follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, wherever you uh, kind of do your social networking. Uh, come and say hello. We'll be there. You never know. We might read some things out. We might. Yeah. So no swears, please, people. Yeah, it's a family show. Fantastic. Okay, that's a wrap. I've been Gareth Davis. And I'm Dan Watts. See you soon. See you soon.